Hi there, welcome. My name is Christopher Ori, and I'm a TOSA with Los Gatos Saratoga Union High School District. And this is an experiment. This is the first time recording of uh, basically a podcast, or at least just an audio recording. Uh, my colleague, Steph Rothstein, who's also a TOSA within the district, uh, she and I have been bouncing around the idea of a podcast to interview our colleagues and record the stories of things that they are trying in their classroom or uh, things that they've been doing in their classroom that are really great, uh, that are really good for students uh, and are the sorts of things that other colleagues could take on themselves and, and learn from. And so this is all part of this idea of one cool thing. And one cool thing is born out of this idea that we've all had that moment where we've seen something or uh, experienced something and said, that is so cool, I've got to try that in my class. And we try it or in our own context. And it goes on to be really transformative in what we do. And the idea is that the more that we can share the, the things that we do, the more likely others will have those kinds of aha moments and maybe transform what they do. And so uh, earlier this week, I was uh, passing by a collab class at Saratoga High School, Brian Elliott and Jennifer Lee, they, they collaboratively teach a biology class together and they were doing um, this activity where they were stacking marshmallows, their kids were stacking marshmallows on, on, on spaghetti and they were, kids were having a good time and, and they were facilitating these conversations. And what they were doing was an activity that was setting up for a really meaningful process called a shared agreement. And so, um, I realized in, in talking with them after that, hey, this is, this is something that would be really great to share with colleagues. And, and uh, this idea of a shared agreement actually came up earlier in the summer when I was at a, a PLC training and the presenter was talking about before a, a school or a district begins the PLC process, it's very important to get all stakeholders together to create a shared agreement. I think they called it a collective agreement, but it's the same thing. It's Some people would call them norms, but I think they're even more specific in that they're creating, uh, pooling together what everybody's values are, what, what's important to them, and then uh, massaging those, combining them, and turning them into something that everybody, all stakeholders, in the case of that PLC process, you know, all stakeholders within the school, but within a classroom, all students and teacher teachers can agree upon. And so um, I asked uh, Brian and, and Jennifer if they'd be willing to meet with me for 10 or 15 minutes to talk through their process. And so the, what follows is a re recording of uh, my interview with them and they share their tips and tricks. Uh, I'm gonna partner this recording with a blog post so I'll talk a little bit about my experience with it so you'll see that uh, in the show notes and then uh, while I was observing them in action I actually recorded uh, a minute or two of Brian and Jennifer facilitating that uh, process so I'll upload this podcast onto YouTube and uh, I'll actually throw that little video clip in at the end but I'll also embed that little video clip on the blog post so uh, what follows again is our interview. It's about just under 15 minutes and then uh, the, the recording of, of Brian and Jennifer doing their facilitation. So 
Uh, I really think there's a lot of really good things that they talk about uh, in the setup and, and the why. I think that really is an important aspect. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you learn from it. And if you work with these teachers, if you see them ask about that process and, and uh, if it's something that you're interested in, they can tell you more about it. You can follow up with uh, your TOSA or um, look into it. There's more uh, resources online. So thanks for listening, and here we go. Okay, I'm here with Brian Elliott and Jennifer Lee, who um, are co-lab teachers in biology. Welcome, guys. How's it going? You guys want to um, just start off by just describing your class really quick? Yeah, so um, the basic premise of our class is there's two teachers in a classroom, and I'm a special education teacher, and um, my primary purpose in the class is kind of the learning specialist um, in terms of helping students with multiple learning modalities identify their strengths and weaknesses, as um, I also have a responsibility in curriculum and instruction in the class as well. Yeah, and my role um, is I'm the, kind of the primary biology teacher, um, so making sure that, you know, I'm in line with what the other rest of the department's doing science-wise in terms of lessons, curriculum, and GSS. Um, but what's been really cool is that we really are trying to take this as a team approach and spending our prep time together or after school, um, like looking over lessons ahead of time, looking over lectures, reworking assignments to try to serve the needs of all of the kids in our class. Um, it's our second year trying it, so we're still in a learning process, but it's been fun. Yeah, and we could probably have a whole meeting, a whole conversation, a whole podcast on that process and, and the collab model and strengths and tips and tricks and all of that. But I wanted to really highlight on one thing that I know you guys did last year and then uh, are doing right now in your class, and that's this collective agreement process. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, so I mean, I think the real premise of, of shared agreements for us is, is we want to create a safe place for students to take risks um, where they feel that um, their, val their voice is valued and heard and where they can um, really get to learning um, and get to those uncomfortable places where, where learning happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it's something that I think because we were new teaching together last year, we maybe didn't think to or take the time to set any shared agreements um, at the beginning of the year. We did end up realizing that there was a need for it um, and like kick off the second semester, turned around and did it, um, which made a difference. Um, but one of the changes we made this year was knowing that look, early on, it's worth the time to take in class, have the conversation and have the students kind of share out or um, collaboratively decide like what are their priorities in this space. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you knew that you needed to do the process? Um, I think just <laughs> general, you know, there wasn't like this collective culture or classroom feel where everybody was included. Um, and just um, it seemed that it was very difficult to get students to participate in classroom discussions. Um, and then some of just like the normal procedures and functions of like moving her in a class and getting materials and getting organized um, was took a lot of instruction and time. And I would say too that like the the warning signs were different in each class because each class has its own personality. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the classes that we shared last year, our um, was it our first period, they they lost so much transition time. Like mm -hmm. it was like 
15 minutes a day of like lost transition time. And that maybe wasn't the problem in a different class where we had students who were efficient, but they were independently efficient and weren't like doing the group part and helping each other clean up and like do the things that you're supposed to do together. So um, I think the beauty of shared agreements is the class can figure out what they need to have in place and it might look different period to period. Right. And I think coming from a perspective too of, of um, the, where we really saw it was important was that we have you know um, multiple levels of learners in our class and being able to obviously extend to our higher level learners and then to target our lower level learners where um, you have these opportunities for growth. And so just so we're clear, for, the, for those listening, what exactly a collective agreement is. Can you describe exactly what that is? So, so a shared agreement um, is, it, and we really teach this too. So what we do is, in, uh, this year where it made it much more seamless is, is we taught like the procedures and the rules of the class because we really didn't want to get into that as part of the discussion. Like last year when we did shared agreements and we didn't have like that upfront work, students were like instantly went into oh well you know I need to raise my hand when I talk in class and kind of just like the normal procedures and protocols of class but a shared agreement is this thing that all all the students value and the teachers value um, that is um, something that we want to be part of our classroom culture so everybody feels included and valued but also at the same point um, feels safe to go to go into those uncomfortable places so it's literally three to five like lists of things mm -hmm. that collectively you guys have come together mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all sign on to. So can you describe uh, the rollout of how, how you introduced the idea of a collective agreement and then how you created it? Yeah, so you know, last year it was kind of out of need because first semester was kind of rough between us being a new teaching partnership and I was new here at the school and we hadn't done really rules at all. So it came out of need and we had a really honest conversation with the students that, hey, it's not too late for us to rework our classroom and, and improve ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, this year, because we did it third day of class, we um, kicked it off by actually doing a little design challenge team building activity. We happened to use the marshmallow challenge because we like that one and it's a quick and easy one. Um, but it was their first time officially working in a group. We kind of threw them into it. And it was a great way to introduce the idea of a shared agreements because you have this concrete example of what worked for you in this activity, um, what made you successful, what would you have done differently, and then asking them to bring it to a bigger point of view of in general in this class. If you want to be able to continue to act this way, try new things, do experiments, not always be successful, what are the big takeaway lessons from these last 10 minutes that you want to put in place year round for everyone at all times? And I think really emphasizing too that you know learning is a social process. It's not an independent. Um, we really want to work as a team, and the activation of like the prior knowledge by doing the team building activity prior really opened up the discussion that was rich with I mean some real creative ideas about what they wanted their classroom culture to look like, what was a space that they would want to come to as as, as students, but also a place that we would want to be at. Um, as teachers mm -hmm. and, and, and be a part of. Yeah, that's really cool. I really like how you've created an activity, an environment where they're gonna have to work collaboratively and they're probably gonna fail, or at mm -hmm. least they're gonna make mistakes. And so then they can take from that the learning 
and then apply that to the real meaningful, more challenging labs and activities and projects you're going to do uh, moving forward. That's really cool yeah and to your case in point too there were absolutely groups that failed yeah, they couldn't bad. even get the marshmallow you know freestanding and, yeah. and but that was the that was the rich part of the discussion is like how did this not happen why did it not happen yeah, yeah. and and you know what could you have done to improve and then looking at well there were some groups too that were successful and how were they successful and then also that vulnerability of like we made mistakes but how could we have done it better and what could we have learned from it from those and why is it okay to, mm -hmm. to not have it work you know mm -hmm. the first time or even the second time mm -hmm. yeah so that makes me wonder what kinds of uh, agreements they came up with mm -hmm. some of the things that were they really different from one another in, in terms of from each period period or were there common themes that came up I, mean, I think that that's kind of like the crux of good teaching is right you want a class to go to a spot and we gave them like that structure to go there um, and yes I think each classroom has a different has different personalities um, I would say that you know our first period came up with a, a real rich list um, and I mean some of the shared agreements that we came up with I mean one of the ones that I really like uh, was give people time to think and talk through their ideas. Mm -hmm. So allowing that time and space to, you know, it's almost like students are saying, this is our way of giving pure wait time. You know, that's like a, a teacher term, but you hear students say like some of the valuable teaching terms and you're like, whoa, this is so cool. This happened without even us instructing or, or telling them to do it. That's a really yeah. good reminder for us because we often get in a hustle to get yeah. through things, but reminding us also as part of that shared agreement to mm -hmm. take time and give them time to talk through their and ideas. And even, even this process involves that because I think we spent, after the little challenge, we spent probably a half hour just brainstorming and we had a couple of groups share out and they had talk time. Then we brainstormed that each group had to share at least one new one that's not on the board. So you end up with a list of like 15 of them. And then there's more small groups to figure out like which ones can you combine or lump together? Which ones need to stand on their own? Which ones are good, but maybe don't need to be on our primary list? Right. And so it was about a half hour of that and then a follow up the next day for another like 15, 20 minutes. So even just as teachers, you know, we can look at the list and think about which ones we value the most, but it might not be the ones the class wants to value. So giving them the space to be the ones to really narrow it down for the group. And then too, just the opportunity to brainstorm the list and then look and find the common themes mm -hmm. and then to disseminate it to what is, you know, five or six core things that we want to do in this class and emphasize. Right. And so I know when I've done this uh, and when I did it with Brian, uh, when we taught together, we'd do it on a poster, poster paper and we'd write it out and kids would sign it. I see behind you guys that you have a whiteboard space for it. So what's the plan for these now? How's it going to move forward? Uh, pretty much the same as what you guys used to do. I think really liking the idea that it's visual and that everyone has to sign including the adults. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to have next week kind of the final draft to make sure that the class kind of approves it. Mm -hmm. We'll have a couple of the students um, you know, volunteer to put the poster together for us and we'll basically attach them to the board and they'll just be there all year as a reminder for everyone. And do you refer back to them ever? Does that ever come up? Yeah, I, I wrap around to them quite frequently. I think Ms. Lee does as well. Um, and it's just, you know, 
if you see a student doing something positive, always, I mean, I like to be positive, like, hey, you're, you are really sharing your voice today, or you're practicing active listening skills um, to your partners, or you were, you know, whatever the shared agreement is, but referring back to that list and then pointing out in, in specific instances where they're um, practicing in a class. One thing I'm looking forward to this year, hopefully, because we started early on, is hopefully the kids holding each other accountable in a nice way and them pointing to it and referring to it. I think um, started late enough last year that they never fully implemented, but I would love to see the kids use it as a resource also sure. for each other. And it's very visual right there, so it, they're going to see it as they're sitting there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the last question I just have is, if any teachers on campus were interested in trying this, um, what advice do you have for them? I mean, I think it's neat that you did it late in the year and you did it three days into the year. So I, I hear you saying you could kind of do it any time, mm -hmm. but on maybe a practical level, do you guys have any tips or tricks or advice for how teachers could do this in their own class? I mean, I would just, one thing that, that was a definite learning um, part of it this year for me is, is having the activation activity. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very key part of it. Mm -hmm. And also having a, a good strong set of procedures and protocols in place um, prior to doing that, prior to doing shared agreements. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, my, my add-on would be, you know, just find the time that feels appropriate to you. If, you know, you're feeling cramped at the beginning of the year and it's too rushed, it's, like I said, it's not too late to try it maybe a month in. And we, and we debated this. We said sometimes it's nicer a month in because the kids know each other better and might have a better idea of what their priorities are. So or I don't think it's a bad time to have this conversation. Right. Or they've gotten a feel for kind of what the class is going to be like. Mm -hmm. So now that they know, okay, this is what this class is like now, and I know how I'm interacting with it now, how do we come together? Yeah. And then, I mean, I think another tip or trick to it too is, is that knowing that each class has its own independent personality. Um, and then, you know, creating the shared agreements around each, each separate class and, and how they're, you know, their, their individual characteristics. That's really cool. Well, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to share this. I think it's valuable for, for our colleagues to hear. And I'm really excited to hear about the, the culture that you guys are creating in your class and what it's going to look like this year. And maybe we can check in later on in the year to see how things have gone or what's come up. But uh, nevertheless, I think you guys have really created a, a, a great foundation to the year that's setting you up. And even though you may feel like you're getting a late start with the content for the course, it sounds like you guys are gonna have a more cohesive class that will work collaboratively and maybe move mm -hmm. faster. So it's really exciting. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the goal. That's <laughs> the goal, yeah. All right, well, thanks cool. for your time. Thanks. thanks.